Hello Rebels, before we kick off today's episode, let me ask you a question. What if we could help you unlock your marketing superpower in one day or less? Actually, to be precise, I mean three hours. Yes, you heard it right. What I'm asking you is three hours of your time to join us for a brand new intensive experience on Marketing Deep Dive. One day masterclass that will help you create marketing strategies that capture hearts and mind. And every single masterclass is going to dive deep into one of our favorite topics of marketing. Maybe that email marketing, hiring, or even automations and beyond. If you want to get the fast track ticket to become irresistible, then I suggest you check out our upcoming marketing deep dive, where you're going to get two hours of hands-on training with lots of exercises and practical group work as well. Plus one hour bonus office hours and Q&A. Oh, and we also have a personalized dashboard and bonus templates to help you apply what you learn in our three hours. And just to put a little bow on it, you also get a certificate of completion to show up wherever you can see. If you'd like to find out what is coming up next and which one is our next marketing deep dive, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash masterclass. There you'll be able to find our schedule with our upcoming masterclass for you to join. On with today's show. Hello team and welcome back to All Marketing School. I feel this week, as is the final week, so to speak, before I take some little break. So you're going to get some different kind of roundups in the next three weeks. I feel I would like to say to you, there's going to be lots of news we're going to talk about, but lots of things that happened and there are definitely, but I kind of feel at the end of the day, we're going to have to fight ourselves our way from not talking about threads for the next 25 minutes. I don't know how you feel. I don't know how everybody feels. Jess, how do you feel about that I kind of feel that's going to be our challenge today not talk just about threads question is are you over threads or not or maybe yes or maybe we don't know what's the vibe oh <laughs> there's a lot of things about threads that piss me off um but there's a lot of things about threads that I like I think it's going to be like clubhouse I think it's gonna like Kesha its way in live fast <laughs> but die young <laughs> what a, a pop song. culture reference yeah. <laughs> what a pop culture reference to bring in i'm all over it you know what it is i'll tell you what i wish and what i think as well i wish that wasn't the case i wish it would slowly but surely become where people go if they want twitter vibes which the funny thing is Trey is like we're not we don't want to replace twitter but let's be honest but i feel like if i had to look at it there is going to be an element of people having to kind of feeling like they need to step back and just for some of the elements and some of the choices they have made with the app, realistically speaking, there is a lot of upkeep mentally that we have to do. And I don't know for how long, especially people that want to be there a lot and marketers can actually keep up with it with an extra thing that is only on your phone. And I think I'm worried about whether the novelty will wear off or not. So I don't want it to be a clubhouse. I think it was clever in the way that they did it because it brought a lot of people in. For me, it's just like, the question is, why would people want to be coming back to threads? 
you know, that would be the thing at the end of the day, why would they want to be coming back? I don't know. Can you think of some reasons why if we're in a, in a ideal world, let's put a foot right, is anything, um, and people would actually kind of make it as a practice or as a habit, what would you think it would incentivize the users to come back again and again after this honeymoon time? So... Right now, for me, Threads feels like an extension of my Instagram. So it's where I've been getting a lot of conversations started, fun conversations. And so I'm going back to it to continue having conversations. And that's where I think other people might go back to it as well. I don't particularly enjoy scrolling it. I'm more of a feed it, don't eat it kind of girl when it comes to threads um it's funny because my sister she's just 25 and she said it's so annoying because all it is is businesses giving you special thread discounts and every time I scroll it I'm just been I'm being sold something and I was like that's so interesting because that's not what's on my threads but she isn't in the small business marketing community I think all of us small business marketers are like this is so great but perhaps if you're not, if you're just like a, a regular schmegular non-marketer, it may feel a bit like, oh, this is just another space for people to be selling their stuff. I think Threads, I mean, obviously Threads wasn't made for small businesses and marketers. It was just made as another app that we can all communicate on. Uh, I don't know. It, I, I'm worried about it when it's going to start having hashtags and DMs and keywords. When it starts turning on for small businesses and marketers, that's when... I'm worried it will just be like, so why aren't I posting this on Instagram? Because you can do exactly the same thing on it. Someone else said to me, oh, I think it's Instagram's get out card because Instagram is dying. Apparently everyone says it all the time. I don't think it is, but apps and platforms have their life. They have their lives and then they go. And so, so I thought that was really interesting that someone said to me, oh, this is its get out of jail free app. So it can still hold on when its app slowly dies. I can actually see that or even prediction hat on again you can you keep i don't know why i did a really weird thing you can't really see it but i'm i don't know what i'm adjusting my hat to be it feels like a really big hat today very big yeah, prediction really hat. big she's like Zora. i know <laughs> maybe like a little sombrero as well i can kind of spin mm. it a bit around mm -hmm. i'm thinking what if then because what you said at the beginning uh when it comes to you know the question that i asked you actually makes a lot of sense to me is like as users ourselves that are small businesses or marketers or a bit of both we go there and we feel like a breath of fresh air because we can actually have conversations more easily and so first of all i do believe that can, there can be an element of that to whether then the app naturally niches down to a specific audience or usership that could be that user based on usership that was interesting that was a word usership or thought and part of me actually doesn't hate it as much, but I, I want to hear what you think about it. Another scenario could be that Instagram could die off or what it Instagram then becomes the content consumption element, which means engagement goes down. I think that might be a side effect that Meta wasn't thinking about when it comes to Instagram. Comments go down and then people actually, if they want to have conversations or ask questions or answer questions, they go into threads because I found that even just in the last week, I mean, it's early days, but it's interesting how our habits and our, um, you know, what, how they will change, like the way that we do things. And I found myself is a lot more easy for me to look at the content and kind of scroll through the content on Instagram and maybe like consumer, but I'm not as inclined to comment because I'm like, 
Hmm. I mean, I could, but a lot of the time I think, oh, but then I'm having a really good threads conversation and I would rather continue the conversation or networking there. Because I feel like people are already more primed to actually answer your questions. Whereas I think with Instagram, there's still sadly an element of force that like, I'm going to ask you a question, hoping that you answer the question so that we can get into a conversation. Whereas threads, that's the main thing. So I wonder whether that could be a side effect and whether it means Instagram dies or whether it means it just changes the way that the app is. And, you know, things like comments, actually, maybe that they were the big um, engagement kind of um, goldmine. Maybe they become a bit like likes and maybe it's more about the other ways that people interact with our content. I don't know. I told you we were going to talk a lot about trends anyway. But that's my other thought. You know, what, what if that could happen? Could we see that happen? Or do we think that, again, people actually will get over having to, you know, interact and network? I don't know. I think we crave that more than we think. And Threads gave us that. And so I'm kind of wondering whether Instagram will move away from being that element of engagement, which sounds really weird with um, features like broadcast, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago happening. I think Instagram got it right for a bit. Again, it got back into his little ball. And I think Threads can lead us both ways. The demise or a new rebirth? I don't know. What do you think? My hat is spinning. You cannot see it, but you can imagine there's a hat spinning now because of all these ideas. Um, Personally, I've noticed that my engagement has been all over the place, mainly down, <laughs> mainly down. And I even tested it with a piece of content that I post a lot that always does really well. And I was like, let me just put up something I know they're going to like. And I haven't posted it in ages. I didn't do that great. And I was like, why? And I think, I mean, it's everyone, even Threads is saying, like Meta saying it's Instagram's a bit like glitchy because of Threads and they're working out bugs fine. But yes, I think engagement is going to be different on Instagram. And we're going to be looking for different metrics to track because threads feels like a lot of people have said it feels like a big group chat. Everyone's in. I think it felt it feels like a big group chat for this first week because we're all talking about threads. We're all talking about the same thing. What do you think about threads? How do you like threads? Or people are like do you like tea or do you like coffee that's like the two things i keep seeing threads and caffeine threads and caffeine great that's what we live by (laughs) literally but when when it starts branching out when you start going into its niches and is it going to feel like a group chat still is it going to still feel like a conversation or are we all just going to run out of things to say small businesses and marketers, we just want to market our shit. We just want to sell our offer. This is why we're online. We're always on social media. It's very, it's hard for us to find a place where we can be chaotic and unhinged and just say what we want. Is Threads a place to do that? Maybe. Is that a good use of your time? I don't know. We've only got a certain amount of time. <laughs> you know what? I love what you said there. And then you hit the nail on the head of something that I'm going to go preposterous. Now the hat has become so big, it doesn't even fit the screen anymore. But I'm going to go something preposterous and kind of wonder whether this might be, um, wait, the English way. I'm thinking about the Italian way of saying it. Uh, the strokes that breaks the camel's back. That's the one, which I always get confused when I hear this one. But there we go. Idioms in English. Fun. What I mean by that is, what if Stride is the app that comes and actually gets us to stop and be like, whoa, I can't be everywhere anymore. And people actually choose and pick their poison eventually. Whether you are, even whether you're a marketer, I think with marketers, we have a bit more of a lead way to be like, well, we need to be in different places. You know, we need to kind of show up in different ways. But I'm wondering, because small businesses, I can almost see a bit more because you're just like, I'm just, I'm just so exhausted. And we posted something that actually got 
some reactions which made me happy because that came actually from me, which was marketing is not just social media. And I know you're a social media babe. I started with community. So a lot of social media was what I was doing when I had my first startup job. And I love social media, but honestly, marketing is so much more than that. And as you say, if we're spending hours on threads, love threads, then I don't know if I'm going to have the energy at the end of the day to do the little things, which are not little, but like every single new member of our student community, I ask them a question and then if they answer, they get a video from me with the answer, my answer to their problem, their challenge or their question. It's like a welcome, but I also want to give her something. And it takes me time. And it's obviously five minutes of my time. But, you know, if you compound and obviously the more we grow, the more people are going to join us. And it means, you know, so I want to make sure that I can still put my loyal customers and our students first. And I think at some point you're going to have to be honest and realistic and be like some tools that we choose and some platforms that we choose, like emails. If we obviously we know what we're doing, I think they have a more finite kind of project structure to them. It's like I send an email. Okay, I have to do the research, but you can systematize it a lot and it can become faster. A blog post. When it comes to social, there's so many elements of social that can literally span from 15 minutes to three hours. And um, we actually had an upsport report that we um, we did a teardown of this week. And I want to ask you a question because that was another thing that we don't think about. Very interesting stat on the report. And I asked the students that were live with us to guess and they guessed it wrong. HubSpot actually kind of gave us an average on how many hours marketers, you can add small businesses as well in there, spend on admin every single day on average. Can you guess how many hours, Jess? Can you give me a choice of three? Oh, oh, I can tell you that it's not more than eight hours. Come on. I can tell you that much. Okay. Okay. Three. (laughs) Three hours. Six. On on average. Admin, management, operations, uh, all the things basically that are behind the scenes, not the creative work. On average. Obviously, average we take into a point. But what it means is it can be between four and seven, basically. So six is in the middle-ish, you know, six, you know, so think about that, add that on top of, as we say, the social media task and that kind of engagement, especially peace. I'm just making a point that I think we don't realize actually how much of these tasks are taking our time up and it has to come to a head at some point. And I'm kind of wondering whether this could be one of the things, like another app that comes and swoops us in. TikTok was lucky in that respect because with the pandemic, we had a lot of time. And I think we kind of started fitting into what we do and some people naturally just gravitated towards it. A whole generation did, which helps. I don't know, maybe Thread actually, you know, talking about unhinged is what unhinges us into changing the way that we look at social. I don't know, just a thought, because that was that there were big numbers and hours. Yeah. <laughs> did you say that, that would, would be, great? be great? Yeah, that would be great. If, 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 <laughs> If Threads changes the way we look at social media and changes in, in, in is st- the starter of conversations, let's go. I'm about it. Conversate with me. What I've seen is people are annoyed when you sell them something on Threads because it's not the platform for it. And I'm like, all I want to do is talk about my offer and sell stuff to you. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I mean... Next time we chat, again, looking at Time Machine, it's going to be probably a month and a bit after Threads has been in the world. So maybe that could be like a follow-up question, like what has happened since? And obviously do let us know, you know where to find us. Uh, We're not done yet, but I want to say, do let us know what you think about Threads because it's a big conversation. You can do it on Threads for both of us (laughs) if you want to. 
or in other places, but um, we'll love to hear. And as you, as you say, Jess, it's so true. There's no shortage of opinions about it, which is ironic. It's like, you know, the Russian doll of social media where everybody talks about it on it and all these things. But yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. And I do wonder, a lot of people are like, I wonder what is the usage and what are the stats on threads? I'm kind of almost like, yeah, I'm fine. I want to know what happens on the all, all the other platforms, you know, in the next month, what is happening with the performance of everybody else based on this. That was, that is one of the things that I genuinely want to know, uh, because I think it could be some interesting things to learn there. And actually talking about admin and talking about time, you picked up something that <laughs> was actually really interesting. And uh, the reason why I'm bringing this up and then I'll let you kind of share with us what happened is that uh, one of the things that was talked about in this HubSpot report, which spoiler alert, I am sharing with you a snippet of my teardown in one of the roundups in the coming weeks. So watch out in one of these Fridays is going to come up. Uh, we talk about obviously admin and managerial stuff and, and operational tasks. And one of the tools that has been talked about has the tool that has been sweeping in to support marketers to actually reclaim their time has been AI in various forms, AI automation, a combination of both. Um, and so I love that based on AI, um, ChatGPT entered the chat again. And it, it was kind of funny, <laughs> the, the piece of news that you found, obviously very insightful as well, but it was really, really funny in the way that it kind of, I think showed us how people are currently using it and how much they're relying on it. So tell me a bit more. First of all, why I jumped out at you? Because you kind of popped it in there for us to talk about. And also, what is this about? Why ChatGPT is the new dog ate my homework? So it just it just popped out and screamed at me. I've got ChatGPT as like a buzzword on my Google, my Google alert for me at the moment because I love seeing what people are talking about it. And this one, I just it just made me laugh. The statement ChatGPT is down is the new dog ate my homework. <laughs> Outages of the popular AI leave students and professionals alike scrambling. I'm just going to read the little blurb about it, and then I'll talk about why I think it's really funny. So it says, reports of an outage spiked on Tuesday morning, peaking at 10.40am with about 5,400 reported crashes. The onslaught of tweets and threads of people scrambling to do their work and homework suggests that ChatGPT has also has already proven itself to be an indispensable in a lot of ways to be indispensable in a lot of day-to-day -day workflows. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm scared. I'm petrified. I'm so worried about how much we're relying on this tool. The thing is if Canva's down for me, I'm like crap. I'm like emailing them. I'm one of the 5,000, excuse me. Hello, Canva, you're down. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm stuck. I have nothing to do. But I like, I can understand how people will feel like that for ChatGPT as well. But there was a time when ChatGPT wasn't here and we were okay. There was a time when Canva wasn't here and we still made it work. Like it's become such a tool for us and I'm scared and excited I don't know how I feel about it because sometimes I feel like chat GBT takes me more time it takes because I'm in there and I'm talking to it and I'm like no 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 say it like this oh no actually can you do this and it sparks a new idea I'm like oh wait we can do this later as well and by the time I've got my answer Jess before chat GBT would have had it already so I'm like I, can't, I, I don't have any maths on stats if it's saving me any more time it's definitely a tool and it definitely works, but I don't, 
And there are so many people are monetizing on it. Have you seen a hundred chat GBT things I know. you need? A workshop, <laughs> paid workshop, pay me 30 quid and learn how to talk to a robot. I think that's one of the things is because we what? don't know how, because the people don't know how to use it. And that's yeah. the problem because, and so, you know, it's like, sorry, talking, talking back about threads, which kind of, you made me, you, you made me lull when as soon as I saw, like, you know, a, a red flag out when people are going to start saying, I'm going to share with you the ultimate thread strategy. That's what happens though. A new tool comes out. And if I can be honest, I'm actually going to bring it back to a bit of a, of a rant <laughs> instead. Um, in the way that, <laughs> in the way that one of the biggest issues I think we forget about is that the reason why we're relying on automations, I'm going back to the HubSpot report. He said some things that were interesting. And I think that was one of these is that we don't realize, um, talks about marketers. So take it as marketers, but think about it then in any small business as well. Marketers have seen growth year on year from 2021 when it comes to the number of campaigns they have to manage on any given time. If you are a freelancer, probably clients that you have to manage on a given time to actually, you know, break even or make do. There is a lot of that. How many projects we need to kind of put under our belt to make sure that we can survive or how many products we need to launch. Regardless, there is a lot. And I think differentiation and growth is great, but has become to a head where, again, going back to some of that, the data that helps put through us, on average, now marketers are looking at nine campaigns at a time to run at any given time. If you think that a campaign, whatever that might be, and if you have your own product, that is also, that has some campaigns in it as well. You don't maybe think about them as campaigns, but a launch is a launch. A campaign is not just the graphics. It's not just the creative. It's not just uh, even the reporting. If you have the time to do it, which you should, you know, to actually look at what worked. Is the admin, is the setup. Is So when we think about it, I think it's almost like, I'm not saying that the tool itself doesn't have its issues and you know, doesn't bring his kind of questions and question marks on how can he save us the time. Is almost something that I read before in a great book called Indistractable by Nir Ayal, which was talking about distractions. And it was saying... We're blaming our phone for distractions, but actually our phone is not necessarily the problem because we actually have the tools to stop us from being distracted from the phone if we wanted to. We have to remember that it starts from somewhere else. And this is me again going on a little rant, but wondering whether, you know, ChatGPT is a tool that arrived that actually almost showed us how overworked we are. And instead of us stopping and being actually, we should do less things, but better and having whether it's a conversation, whether it's a change in culture, which would be really nice. Instead, we're like, oh, let's use a tool to make sure that we can do all the things that we need to do and more. I don't know if I'm making any sense. I'm really passionate about it because I am genuinely about working smarter systems, doing less yeah. and just not like killing ourselves over things. Mm -hmm. But I, I think we don't think you. about it this way. You know, I've got a good example about it as well. So someone I know, I feel really anonymous about it, but that's fine. Someone I know had hired some help to do their socials for them. This company, this marketing company has said, we've got extra spaces on our books. Great. The work that the company was producing for my person that I know was very ChatGBT. And you can tell. You can bloody tell. It's, like, it's so smart. It's so smart. You can tell when something's written. And so we were looking through the work together and I was like, how much are you paying them? When did they say they, they had more capacity? Just because like you have a tool that can help you do the work doesn't mean this tool is work smarter, not harder. It's exactly what I'm trying what I'm trying to talk about what you just said. Like 
when the robot spews the information to you, you still have to sift through it, edit it, put it in your tone of voice, even if you give it all your, even if you copy and paste your entire web copy in there, you tell them your target, your client avatar, you give them your keywords, you give them everything. The robot can only do what the robot can do, right? But because you have this tool, it doesn't necessarily mean you can spread yourself even more thin because you've got to still, you've got to still edit it. So, yeah, I love that. Actually, it reminds me that's an excellent point. It reminds me that actually a very underrated skill, I believe, of marketers overall, I think professionals, but I'm going to go with marketers, especially right now in a, in a chat GPT world, I guess, or an AI world is actually being great editors, um, especially even if we work with actual humans that provide us with things. I think there's still a lot of, you know, editing, even self editing sometimes that we have to do. And we forget that. I think, again, a passionate about it that's why I run a school because I want to also it's not just teaching I also want to bring awareness to the marketers as well as hopefully to the companies as well and to everybody in general that actually is not just a case of posting something online let's use a social media example there is uh, writing and some of us are more skilled some of us are not there is the editing is somebody else is writing for you these are a lot of skills and not all of them are complementary. And I think we forget about that. So it's something else that we need to take on, remind ourselves to do or teach ourselves how to do or make the time to do it because it doesn't come natural to us. I am humble, a great editor because that's what I love to do as a writer. I was a magazine editor for plenty of magazines. Yes, baby. Take that past life and throw it back at me. Um, but I loved it. I love the editing. I love editing our contributors work. So I'm used to it. I've read hundreds of articles for lots of people and done a lot of changes, but I know how long it takes. I know that it's something that you need to practice. And I know that it's something that if you don't love, it's hard to get on. So as you say, people are like, eh, doesn't matter. Or maybe they'd be like, oh, I'm just going to give it a quick skim. Uh, uh, uh. It is work too. So I love that you mentioned that because I think it's um something that we forget. We don't think it's time. We don't think it's actually time that we're going to spend, but it is. And it should be time that we spend on these things. And it all goes back to that idea that then we are over bloating ourselves and if we want to go with one more bit of rant which i'm pretty sure you might actually hop on as well then it gets this um, unrealistic expectation and if you want to go with the agency world or kind of like the company world what is like you know we can show you how to run an agency that runs itself or that runs 17 figure business and i'm like well of course i don't know maybe it's how i am i would rather work with a free client in a quarter and give them something amazing yes showing my worth and our worth for our work but also kind of give them all the support and go away and beyond with obviously what I'm giving them. Because then I feel more proud. And if it means that you don't grow as much or you grow slower, so be it. But at least you actually deliver what you're supposed to do. And I don't know if that kind of work ethic, it's something that is talked about enough in the marketing world. There, I said it. Bam. Well, throwing the mic away. No, I'm not. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just my rant, but something I wish we could see more often kind of valuing that kind of work and not being like ah oh, whatever it's a lot of work yeah. and we should be valued for that right agreed agree so, hard agree <laughs> <laughs> so good damn it chat gpt i just love the fact that part of the part of the issues wasn't just with the professional but with the students as well that kind of killed me as yeah. well so this piece of news <laughs> this piece of news was interesting but also funny at the same time um i want to talk about one more thing before we are off i know there's quite a few things that we popped up but as i said we'll be back after our three weeks with jess again it's our first chat back so we can always pick up some of these things there too one more thing that i want to talk about because by the time we're back is going to be out and i want to hear your opinions is the most hyped up marketing 
I'm going to say campaign because or activation because it's been endless of the year. Can you guess which one oh, it is? God. First of all, yeah. everybody. Yeah. You say it, Jess. The listener knows too. Barbie. 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 Exactly. Oh, no. I wanted to talk about it because obviously we talk about social, we talk about all these things, but let's be honest. Margot Robbie's been everywhere. Ryan Gone is everywhere, which is, I'm not complaining about. Puppies have also been part of the conversation because they did a puppy interview, which I was obsessed with. It's great, by the way. But yeah, there was, um, talking about threads again, sorry, but <laughs> we're talking to somebody on threads about it. And then the great point, is it going to live up to the hype? And is he actually teaching us something? And this is actually my question to you, Jess. I'm going to be a bit skeptical hat on. Is it teaching us something about what we should do? Or is it maybe just, you know, we need a reality check because let's be honest, most of us cannot attain to that level of being everywhere all at once. Kind of quote quoting movies here. So, you know, like we're looking at all the activation they did, all the things they're doing, all the partnerships, all the things, and it's great. And I first, I'm going to say there's so many lessons, but there's a little bit of a skeptical hat kind of putting itself on magically and being it's true, but sh should we also remember that this is super inspirational, but also remember what can we actually do now? Not Mattel and Barbie's marketing team. So yeah, tell me what your thoughts are. The movie's not out yet. We don't know what's going to reflect on the box office, but it made me think a bit, you know, all this chatting about it. Um, I love Greta, Greta Gerwig. She is my absolute favorite. I love, I love everything she's ever done ever. And when I saw that she was directing this movie, I knew it was going to be incredible. When I was younger, my parents worked a lot and to, they felt sorry for that. So every week I got a Barbie. Every week I got a Barbie doll to say, sorry, we're not here. Here's a Barbie. Like, did it fuck me up? Maybe. But I got a Barbie and my, my I had like my own Barbie dream house. And I remember when my sister came along, we'd play Barbies all the time and I'd have this awful habit of like chewing all their feet. So we had these gorgeous Barbies, but they had like flappy feet because I used to <laughs> chew them. <laughs> we had the same person. I Did used to do them? the same. <laughs> their hands and their feet, but I stopped yeah. when I was like maybe seven or eight. Yeah, but I yeah, did. Same. The flappy feet. And then there's like the, li the little straw bones that come out because I, oh God, we're the same yeah. person. This is, this is crazy. But, um, so I think the movie is going to definitely live up to the hype. A hundred percent. Barbie having a, a crisis about life and being human and death. Yes, I'm here for it. In terms of small businesses and marketers looking at their marketing and setting that as the gold standard, if the person that you're working with can give you a bunch of money. I would, I'm really interested to see how much money this all costs them, all of this marketing. And if, if your boss who working with someone or if your business has that capital, oh my God, sky's the limit. Go, go, do all the things, do all the things. But realistically, I'll just say my, my business, I do not have that kind of capital. So what do I do? What can I take away from the Barbie movie marketing campaign i don't fucking know what i'd do but in my business what would you do what would you do what would you take away from barbie's campaign i don't know what i'd do that's actually a good point we wrote a piece on it so i'm gonna actually refer back to that with a couple of things that jumped out at me um 
the thing that I think would be something that is easier to replicate is I'm going to tell you the one that I think it would be easier and the one that I think would be harder being quite honest based on the capital, because that's the thing, you know, that's literally how they managed. So the thing that might be easier to replicate if we think about it from a perspective of even bootstrapped is actually maybe invest more time in partnerships, which is something that we don't think about enough. And the beauty of it is that if you're a small business with a small business or a marketer, and you know the companies that are around you and they are the same size and they're complementary to you, it is just time consuming to have like a very well done partnership, but partnerships can really, really work. And I think that's one of the things I am, it's almost like networking, but in a way, I think we're kind of going another level. So Barbie did really well with like all of the product from Xbox to, um, to well, the Airbnb sensation one, which is also in the article, but also smaller ones and more like, you know, the candles and things like that. We can do similar things, whether it's products, whether it's services, but even if it's just organic marketing, I think it's a kind of reminder that partnerships do help because we put ourselves in front of other audiences and we just create that repetition. Is that what I would do? I would, which we already kind of do. And that's why I do it more, but also one caveat there, choose your partners wisely, because again, Barbie did a lot of partnerships. And then if some of them didn't work, who gives? We don't have that luxury. What I don't think the would work, or it's, again, we have to remember the capital involved when we think about that lesson, I guess, is that, you know, be everywhere, you know, repetition is key. And I agree, but when you're only focusing on organic growth on platforms, they're very much relying on the algorithm. It's hard because not all of us can have 17 billboards or all these things, you know, because that's the thing. Another big thing has been just the presence um, I love the idea of one thing that I love though is also kind of becoming a, a viral trend with a little like, you know, I'm Barbie, whatever, with the little selfie kind of thing. That was clever. So it's kind of almost like you become the trend that's clever. Once again, it's a hit and miss though. You know, you try it and maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. But I think that's where the unrealistic expectations come and be like, eh, be everywhere. It's like, cool. But a lot of the places that we currently are putting our time on are places that also rely on algorithms, not just myself putting myself out there so that's what i would do and that's what i would keep in mind basically but i am also excited about the movie because i think it's a fresh take on it uh so that that i'm excited about i'm just interested as you said on how much is the movie making and also how much did the whole campaign cost i think it actually brings a bit more perspective into it doesn't it i can't wait to find out that number i can't (laughs) wait and maybe we'll talk about that too so we already are leading into another conversation that's gonna have a lot of juice there's a lot of things that have been happening we're talking about some of the exciting things there are more things coming i'm just gonna put the seed for august we might be talking about tiktok going after amazon then just putting it there we might go back to that uh but in the meantime thank you so much for listening team as always if you want to ask us anything check things out you go to altmarketingschool.com i'm gonna say it because we announced it this week the certification is back back as well at the end of September. So if you do want to hang out with us a bit more, including also the lovely Jess who's here uh, and she will be talking about social media. So you kind of know that that's her jam. Uh, you go to allmarketingschool.com slash learn and you can check out the curriculum and find out all the dates and apply to join us if you want to join us for eight weeks of fun and learning. Jess, if people want to ask you something or share some uh, thread thoughts or let you know if they love tea or coffee, where should they go? (laughs) See what I did there? Come hang out with me on Instagram whilst you still can. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's my name, jessica.sophia.bruno. 
I'm there. And um, I hope you enjoy the couple of roundups that we have ready for you in the coming weeks. We're going to be talking about some exciting things. I'll give you already some spoilers. And we'll then be back with more fresh news and also insights of what's happened in the past month with Jess again in August. But until then, it's been a pleasure. Class dismissed.